Gilbert Wayne, the head of the student welcoming committee, Miss Holly. Honey, get up off the floor. I'm not the Queen of England. <laughs> Miss Holly, I have seen your Broadway show 27 times. When you were singing Copper Colored Gal, you looked straight at me. I got goosebumps all over. Little prickly ones down my neck, just like I have right now. Can I get you a drink? No, I think you've had enough of both of us. <laughs> secret to share with you. You know that foundation that they invented for you, that light Egyptian? I wear that. And I, I, I feel you, you know. I feel like we have so much in common. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> maybe it's because I'm a black woman, but maybe because I'm a woman. I don't see as much as I wanted. I don't see it happening as much as happened to us Ten years ago, I think it's worsened, and it's like the French say, the more, more we change, the more it stays the same. Uh, I'm hearing the same old stories and seeing the same old incidents I saw before 1960. And when Paul Robeson told me, it, that's all right, your grandchildren will see it better, he didn't know I'd still have to wait. Now I've got a great-grandson. And wonder how long he's going to have to wait. But I also like, like the fact that my young grandchildren don't think it was as bad as I thought it was. And they don't think it was as bad as my, my, my daughter thinks it was. So there's a little hope for each generation. I just am so mad I won't be here to see it.
contract was that they should they were of opposite sexes that was the first time on television that a white movie star of the stature of gary cooper had reached out his hand to an actress of color and we knew that right then and there there was a change from this moment on, we always needed this is the dr zeus film podcast continuing Black History Month. That, of course, is Lena Horne. Legendary Lena Horne. What Lena Horne represented was, as they tried to put it, a new, a new kind of Hollywood. Because she would not play certain roles. And I've talked about this before. You sh- it got her in trouble with other black actors. Now, it didn't get her in trouble with Hattie McDaniel. And Hattie McDaniel had her over to her house. There's a story that I saw on TCM where, and and Lena Horne talked about how beautiful Hattie McDaniel's house was. It was immaculate. And she sat her down and she said, look, I support what you're doing. But just so you know, on screen I play a maid. And in my home, I'm Hattie McDaniel. So she knew who she was and the fact that she was supporting Lena Horne. Lena Horne would, you know, unfortunately didn't get to change Hollywood the way she had hoped to. And there's a really good documentary from 1996 called Lena Horne in Her Own Words from American Masters on PBS. It is available on YouTube. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Lena Horne. I think for me that was my first introduction to jazz as a teenager was watching this documentary, listening to her voice. This was, of course, before my time. And I remember talking to my grandmother at the time and she said, you know, Lena Horne, there was a lady who lived in Oakland. She told me that looked like Lena Horne. And I remember um, a couple months later we watched together. I was a teenager. My room was dirty, but my grandmother didn't care. She just sat right next to me. We watched the documentary on Lena Horne. I remember my mother was coming home from the grocery store, 
and my grandmother's like eating because she's hungry and we're watching it and and then she wanted to watch it again with my grandfather and so yeah it was it was it was a moment it was a moment and i'd always hoped to take her to see lena horn and that didn't happen unfortunately because lena horn stopped performing i think in 1999 and um and then I had a professor, a professor, a teacher in high school. He seemed like a professor, Mr. Russell Fawcett, who saw Lena Horne when uh, yeah, I think he went to New York to see her. Um, and uh, we we talked about that. Um, he's a he was a very nice man. Died in uh, died about ten years ago. Um, so, uh, but I I think of him often. Um oh, Lena Horn, what can I say? Is that, you know, that's the case of this very beautiful beautiful woman and yet what she could do with her voice and what she could do as an actress. And she only she only did a few films, you know? I mean, um her greatest moment was her one woman show, Lena Horn, The Lady and Her Music from 1981. Um, Lena Horne was born June 30th, 1917 in Bedford-Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, New York and died on May 9th, 2010 at the age of 92. My goodness. She was an actress. Of course, I started off with Stormy Weather, the song that she is forever known for. She was in Showboat. Um, or actually, no, it was, a, it was a mini production of Showboat called Till the Clouds Roll By. She didn't get to be in Showboat. She was singing Can't Help Loving That Man of Mine. People really remembered her her, her moments in films where she sang, like Cabin in the Sky. Cabin in the Sky is a very interesting film directed by Mr. Vincent Minnelli. Um as as her legacy you know <sighs> mm. in 2018 she was on a stamp it was the 41st honoree in the black heritage stamp sales in 2021 prospect park banshell in brooklyn was renamed the lena horn banshell to honor horn and the Nender, Nederland organization announced in June 2022 that Broadway's Brooks Atkinson Theater would be renamed after her later that year. The theater's marquee was unveiled on November 1st, 2022. The theater is now called the Lena Horn Theater, which means Horn is the first black woman to have a Broadway theater named after her. She was never nominated for an Academy Award. Halle Berry mentioned her in her Oscar-winning speech. She won a Grammy, two Grammys for The Lady and Her Music for Best Pop Vocal Performance, Best Cast Show Album. In 1989, a Lifetime Achievement Award. In 1995, she received a Best Jazz Vocal Performance for An Evening with Lena Horn. What a, what a long career. And, and not a career... Um, that she had hoped for. And 
it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And uh, just think of the film roles she could have done. And, um, yeah. But her legacy is one of, you know, it's, 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 it's never too late to have a comeback. And she had lost... She had suffered some great loss. She lost her husband. She lost her son. She lost many of her friends. She had said that the the 60s were a watershed period for her. And um, as they were for everybody. And it it took the lady and her music, which kind of brought her back. And she was able to conjure these emotions that she was feeling from all this loss. And no one had ever seen this Lena Horne before on stage, as many of those in attendance in 1981 have stated. <sighs> just legendary. Just a legendary performer. Think about it. Think of the people that she knew. Joe Lewis, Artie Shaw, Orson Welles, Vincent Minnelli. Okay. She was the last person to see Met Grevers before he was assassinated when she was at the NAACP rally in Jackson, Mississippi. She worked with Eleanor Roosevelt in trying to pass anti-lynching laws. Yeah. So she not only did a lot musically and on film, but she also did a lot politically and for the civil rights movement. And what she did as an actor is to Show a new window. Show a new window into what it meant for her to be black. And because of, you know, the certain roles she wouldn't play and also the color of her skin and her upbringing and there there was just so much. And I wanted to play this final clip for you. Because for her, it's, it's about the music. You know, she did Broadway. Um, in the in the documentary, one of the interviewers says she was a black woman in a white man's town. And how her film career didn't take off like she hoped it would. Because she was supposed to be in Showboat. And then she said, no, we'll put her on suspension. So they put her good friend, Eva Gardner, in Showboat. Put dark makeup on her dubbed her with someone else's voice so she suffered she suffered moments like that and it's it's messed up it's messed up and i wanted to talk about her because that halle berry speech <laughs> lena horn was still alive when she gave that speech because halle berry was aware of all the people that had come before her and the shoulders that she stands upon and it's important that we talk about that. That these performers in that era 
were able to use their voices, use their stature for these causes. Um, and it's going to be a short night because I have to go to sleep. I just took a pain pill. It has not been a, a great day. I'm going to release the day. It's a learning experience. I always see it as a learning experience, especially when I feel it in the pit of my stomach. And it's just like, oh, geez. Huh. This is a this is a moment. My grandmother. My, <coughs> sorry. My grandmother loved what Lena says in this moment. Unpleasant dreams. We're going to end with Miss Lena Horn singing Stormy Weather in 1981 and this beautiful moment where she talks about the song. A white woman that Hollywood sort of hoped I'd become. I'm me. And I'm like nobody else. It's taken me 40 some odd years to grow comfortable with this song. My skin has grown around it. And no matter where it came from or how I got it, I'm allowed to sing it the way I feel. And
Thank you.